AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song? Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush. The Monday edition. Wait, no. This isn't Monday. What day is it? It's the third. Is it Wednesday? Well, yeah, we record these on Wednesdays usually. I, f- no. I feel like I've come unstuck in time. We release them on Mondays. Well, we just we just had another whole kerfuffle with the numbering system, and I've been numbering them incorrectly when we've been doing them. Let's and- just start over. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Start from zero. Mini Crush, day one. You know what's funny, Noah? Year zero. <laughs> when I was... When I was coming in here to record, I like these morning seshes with you. It's kind of fun. They're fun. It's a good. It's a good way to start the day with yeah. a bagel and a and a morning sesh with Gets Nolan me in a Chuck. Good mood. Me too. But uh, I was I've been listening to our mini crushes now for some reason, and I'm a fan of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've, I've noticed that in almost every damn episode we sing at some point. And yeah. I was like, I never, I never sing on stuff you should know. I think I like singing. You, you're a good singer, Chuck. On, you were, on the podcast, you were just singing a minute ago. It was something about the heart as <laughs> a drum. Yeah, Beck. Yeah. And then you walked in right after I was thinking that, and you said, "Tell me what you well, said." I said I had the the tomato tomato song stuck in my head, and that I was oh. going to bless you with it on the podcast. That would actually be a good duet because I could be <laughs> tomato, and you could be tomato, and potato, and potato, and we should call the whole thing off. We should just quit the podcast, right? And do it, and do. Uh, you say either, I say either. 
You say we the, I say why the, we the, why the, we the, blah, blah, blitz, call the. That's, that's great. That was a really good Louis Armstrong. I, I think I, I don't think he did that song, though. Uh, sure he did. If did we, he really? What are you talking about? Is that really a Louis? Yeah, he's okay. the OG. Okay. I don't know if he's the OG, but he definitely did it. I was, I guess, I, like, okay. Who are you thinking of? Harry uh, Connick? Be- Be- Belafonte? I don't. I have no idea. I don't associate. <laughs> I don't associate that song with any particular voice or artist. Oh, all right. Interesting. Is it called "Let's Call the Whole Thing Off"? I think so. It's funny. My uh, my old friend Andrew from L.A. said that uh, you know how people tell you these kind of dumb stories and fun stories from their life, and you just remember them. My old friend Andrew Cologne, back uh, he was a production coordinator I used to work for in L.A. When I was a PA, and he said that I was singing that song one day, and he said growing up in New York, he had a friend that uh, I think she auditioned for like a musical in New York and didn't know that song, and they gave her the sheet or whatever, and she said, you say tomato, I say tomato, (laughs) (laughs) and sang the whole song like that. You say potato, and I say potato. (laughs) That's absurd. I love that. That has stuck with me all these years. That's beautiful. And you're right. It was uh, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. How did I not know that classic duet pairing there? Oh, that's right. She did. Yep. Yeah, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. You did All a right. really good Louis, though, dude, I gotta say. <laughs> I it's sort of like that. a Kermit the Froggy kind of Louis. I like it. What a wonderful world. Exactly. All right, so, uh, and he figures uh, prominently in movies, you know, because that song is, well, I think uh, the Harry Connick version is When Harry Met Sally, and then What a Wonderful World, that great sequence in Good Morning Vietnam. That's right. As that song plays and the and the bombs are raining down, yeah. man. Yeah. Really good. Isn't it in uh, Dr. Strangelove, too? Hmm. At the end, when the I don't know what is what is the the song that plays when the all the atomic bombs are going off? At the oh, end what of is it, man? I haven't seen that movie in a minute. All right, Noel's checking on that. Everyone, live corrections or not corrections? You know what I mean. All right, everyone. Uh, I, I listened to your, uh, you know, ask for segment ideas in previous uh, Facebook posts, and I got a lot of good ones. And I'm actually going to use some of those, and we'll continue to, and. Uh, I did want to say that uh, we are going to do some Knowles holes. Actually, we're not going to do Knowles holes until the next episode. So you're going to have to wait on that, Noel, to get angry. Okay. But I'll, you know I'll start getting like pre-righteously <laughs> indignant. You know what your secret is, though? Say it. My secret? You're always angry. I'm not. That's not true, Chuck. No, that's the Hulk line that from was, the Avengers. Let's see. I see no, what I, I, get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh so I called out for for ideas for segments, and you guys had a lot of good ones. I gotta say, uh, it's very impressive to see you uh, writing my show for me. And someone said, you know what, you don't do the explaining anymore. And I really liked the explaining of things. And I believe what he was referencing specific uh, specifically was grip this when I would kind of walk people through. Uh, uh, movie uh, jobs, movie jobs, crew jobs. Yeah, teach people how to grip stuff. Yeah. Um, so this one is a little bit different in that it is not a job, but I'm going to talk a little bit about film screens, movie screens. Okay. The actual screen. You walk in there and you they're, see a screen, you're like, whatever. They're made of silver. I've, uh, I've, got, I've seen a movie screen. It's just, just white. What is that, drywall? Yeah, I don't know. It's not. Cool. 
Uh, and I got to say, this uh, this came from, and it got up upvoted by like 30-something people. Wobbles J. Wobbles is the one who called for me to uh, to start explaining things again. So Wobbles, uh, this one's for you. And he actually responded. He is Wobbles in Sydney even. So he's Wobbles J. Wobbles. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's how movie screens work, everyone. Uh, they are usually white vinyl. And they uh, they have a few they have like four main categories I believe and uh, they are categorized by the amount of light that they reflect and here's my thing is I don't see why you just wouldn't use the best for every theater but it probably just comes down to to financials and how much money each theater has or is willing to invest in each particular house inside each theater or each room so Matt White I believe is the least. Uh, reflective category. It's less than 5% reflectivity. So you're, what that means is, and this is the same thing like when you're shopping for a, for a high-definition television, when you go in and you're talking to someone who knows about it and they talk about blacks, the blacks are very black, and you're like, what does that mean? Black is black. Crush the blacks. But you know what I'm talking I about. I do. Have you heard that expression, though? No, I haven't. It's a, it's a post-production thing. When you crush the blacks, you make the blacks as black as they can possibly be. And it's a big deal because if you've ever watched something, especially in a dark room, with like the lights dim, the blacks can look gray and they can sometimes kind of not pixel out, but they look funny. No, they can totally pixel out. They can kind of have that like uh, almost distorted kind yeah. of like noise quality to a visual noise. And it's very distracting. For sure. So in a movie theater, matte white, if you have a matte white screen, uh, your black is actually going to be more like a dark gray to black. Uh, the image isn't going to be very bright. A pearlescent is the next step up. That's 15% reflectivity. Your black is uh, still pretty much dark gray, but the image is brighter. Uh, but here's the deal with pearlescent is that it's, you're going to have the best contrast. Contrast is very important if you want a good picture. Uh, silver is next. The old silver screen, that's 30% reflectivity. Um, black is actually medium gray. The image is super bright, uh, and the dark colors will seem uh, more dull. And by the way, I'm getting all this information from our old friends at HowStuffWorks.com. And then finally, you have the glass bead screen. That is 40% or more reflectivity. Um, black is light gray, and the image is usually too bright, actually. And it's normally you don't have a glass bead screen. It's just for, like, special circumstances. So pearlescent is the most common choice for a movie theater, typically. Uh, and if you want that pearlescent or the silver screen, you still have that heavy white vinyl as the base, and then they add a reflective coating to that matte white vinyl to make uh, the end screen. So if you actually have glass bead, they're actually real tiny glass marbles, thousands and thousands of tiny glass marbles embedded in a transparent coating on the surface of that screen. So that's why you don't see those too much. It's uh, that's really over the top. Um, and here's the deal. I don't know if you you knew this. You see the speakers in the theater all around you, but there is actually uh, there are actually speakers behind that screen. So these screens are built so sound can travel through them. They have little tiny perforations so you can hear these speakers and uh, basically, you know, usually you're going to find, it depends on the theater and what kind of like speaker system they, they go with, but there are generally three speakers behind the screen, left, right, and center, and that's where your dialogue heavy sound is really going to be coming from because it would be weird if the dialogue was coming from behind you, unless it's, you know, someone at a party and it's mixed that way or something. Like, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've got those speakers behind there, the tiny perforations coming through the screen. 
And um, then there's the curvature. That's kind of the final thing. And you've basically got uh, three choices for curvature. You've got a flat screen, a horizontal curve screen, and then the Torex, T-O-R-E-X. And flat screen is just what you think, like when you're in school or in a home theater or whatever, that's a flat screen. And that's fine for a small room. So here's the deal, though. When you have a flat screen and you're projecting that image from, you know, 100 feet back, and it has that long, uh, that far to travel, there's something called the pincushion effect that's going on. So this is distortion on the edges of the screen because think about it. If you got a flat screen and you're projecting an image from 100 feet back, the shortest distance to that screen is right there in the center because that's where the projection's coming from. Then as it arches, you know, as it angles out, and hits the edges of the screen, that's actually further away than that center image. So uh, there's going to create some distortion uh, distortion on the edges of the screen. That's called the pincushion effect. It's no good. You don't want that. So that's very old school. Um, mostly these days, and you may not even notice this, but and which is good, there will be a horizontal curve screen. So what it basically does is it sort of evens it all out so the edges are a little bit closer, not so much that you notice, but that it's picking up the uh, the projected image in roughly the same area. If you really want the highest end, it's the Torex screen. That actually curves the, the edges of the screen and the top and bottom of the screen and creates a completely concave surface. So on a Torex screen, the light from that projector is going to hit, uh, if it's working right, it's going to hit every single part of that screen at the exact same time, uh, creating basically a perfect image. So that's it. That's movie screens. Pretty cool, Chuck. I was just joking about the silver part. I thought that was just an expression. No, man. Silver. Yeah. Silver, Noel. But but it's not actually silver. (laughs) It's just referring to the the, the reflectiveness of the the white. Yeah, but I don't know. It may be, it may have, I think it does have a silver tint. You think it's got like, it's like Mack Weldon underwear. It's got some silver in there. (laughs) Maybe so. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. 
And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Uh, all right, Noel, we're going to move on to another curated, uh, listener-curated segment. This is from Shannon Redding McQueen. And Shannon, I titled this for you because you didn't give a title. It's called Transformers. More than meets the eye. And uh, I don't know if we're going to repeat this one, but this is a good one-off at least. This is, uh, I'm going to go over some of the best, the top nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I did nine on purpose for some dumb reason. Um, The nine most transformative, physically transformative performances, uh, perhaps in movie history. And most of these, for better or for worse, are, are weight gains and weight losses. So it's usually hot people playing ugly people. Well, that's a, for, that's a callous way to it's say it. It's a little it, reductive, sure. but, you know, it's, it's true. They always win Oscars for, like, if you're, like, super attractive and then you go super unattractive, then it's like, you know. Well, no, trust me. That's Oscar bait city. Yeah, yeah big time. Uh, And, in fact, we might as well start with that one. Uh, Charlize Theron, very famously in the movie Monster. That's right. Like, Charlize Theron, one of the most beautiful women to ever grace the silver screen, to be sure. And uh, they really did a, some work on her in Monster. She... She did gain a little bit of weight, not a ton, but some. Um, and then she had her skin layered with washed-off tattoo ink to make it look real weathered. Washed-off tattoo ink? Yeah, I'm not even sure what, what that means. Yeah. That's a serious technique right there. I don't know. Uh, her eyebrows were shaven a little bit. Uh, they bleached them out because, remember, her eyebrows were barely there. That's right. I do remember that. Creates a real freaky look. Uh, she wore those dentures, and then she had her hair repeatedly um, thinned and fried, uh, and the end result, like Charlie Theron, is barely recognizable. It's you true. know, and you know what I love about her is she she can play it all. Like she can look like a runway model, which uh, I think she was early in her career in one movie. She can do monster, and then she she really just sort of uh, plain Jane's it up, for lack of a better way to put it. Like in um, the in Tully. And uh, what was that young adult in movies like that where she really can just sort of um, that that ro- just rolled out a bed look. She she can pull off and look like the sort of the lady next door, which is very impressive. No, she's incredibly versatile. I'm I'm a fan. Like physically versatile. And I think a really good actor. And not to mention in uh, in uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, man. She's I think a total badass. Yeah. And I think roles like that are underappreciated because they get kind of chalked off as like an action movie or whatever. She was really good in that. You know, a lot of good acting going on. Uh, we're going to go with Matthew McConaughey next for Dallas Buyers Club. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, it was um, it was good. It was really good. Great performances. And he and Jared Leto actually both uh, physically transformed in, in a pretty big way. He lost, McConaughey lost about 40 pounds and went, you know, from, you know, fairly cut dude, cut and tanned to uh, emaciated. 
and really, really did a great job. I believe he won the Oscar for that, too. In fact, I know he did because he delivered the famous, all right, all right, all right, on stage at the Oscars. Uh, speaking of weight loss, and I know you've seen this one, Noel, how about Christian Bale and The Machinist? You know, I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? It's one of my holes. I thought that was I thought that hole had been plugged. No, nope. by Christian Bale. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't gravitate towards movies that seem like an overt bummer on the outside. Well, it's it is disturbing. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, he does the look of him. I was just like, this something. This guy needs a cheeseburger, man. What's going on? <laughs> like, what's going? He's, he's not okay. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this guy's descent into madness. Yeah, it's it's a tough movie. It's really. I, I think you would enjoy it though if you could go there. But he lost sixty pounds for that, and that was coming off of like beefing up for Batman. So he is. And a lot of these actors have suffered serious health problems. This is not safe to do, you know? doesn't seem like it. Jared Leto got gout from losing a bunch of weight, and then he gained a bunch to play uh, Mark David Chapman in the in the John Lennon shooter movie. Did that just come and go? I didn't see that. It was pretty small and unnoticed okay. for the most part. Not bad. Yeah. You saw it? Uh, yeah. It was all right. Okay. It wasn't great. So, uh, yeah, Christian Bale lost a ton of weight. Uh, Robert De Niro, this one was uh, notable in Raging Bull because he did two things in the same movie. He got uh, super cut to play a young boxer, Jake LaMotta, just ripped uh, abs and just in great shape, the shape of a, of a uh, I don't know what he was, like a middleweight boxer perhaps. Um, and then he played old Jake LaMotta in the end uh, and gained 60 pounds, and he did this in the making of the movie. So they took four months off, and apparently Robert De Niro went to Italy and just ate his way through Italy. Gelato and pasta and pasta and cheese and gelato and chocolate and wine and put on 60 pounds, dude, in four months and came uh, back to play Tubby Jake LaMana. So really, really unbelievable. And it's not safe, but there there is no substitute. The fat suits as that they put people in and the makeup and the prosthetics, it just it's never believable. What about Gary Oldman in the Winston Churchill movie? I don't uh, you know, I didn't see it. I didn't see it either, but he looked fantastic, and that was all prosthetics yeah, and that's fat true. suits and stuff. I thought no, that they, really they good. do a good job these days. Why you got to go full method, man? It's just like no, me- I know, I know, method man. <laughs> um, I just, it just seems I don't know. It just seems unnecessary. It seems like a hey, look at me. It's a it's a, it's a movie, you guys. <laughs> Chill know, out. I know. I Put on a fat suit. <laughs> the method bugs you. You've, you've Gotten on your soapbox about the method before. It, 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 because I don't think it's entirely necessary all the time. Sometimes I think it's just like pretentious and like for the purposes of the actor seeming like really hardcore. But I, I do not necessarily think that it is a substitute <laughs> for just what was it? I think, I think the line was um, uh, Lawrence Olivier telling uh, oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Have you ever considered just trying to acting, my boy? Yeah, but you, you know? know what? Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to disagree with you here now right, because okay. everyone has their own method. Yeah. And some is the method. Yeah. And uh, if that's what they need, I don't think there are actors that are doing that just to feel important. Maybe. They may need that. I don't know. You get in a certain little weird bubble. Uh, who knows what you do? Yeah. These actor types. Noel's not into the method, guys. I don't like the method. <laughs> uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket. I know you've seen that, right? Oh, yeah. That's good. So I did not know this. Um, I thought that he was Tubby because I saw that movie and I was like, "Who's?" Uh, I think that might have been the first thing I saw him in. But he ga- he put on 60 pounds for that role. Was he in a bunch of stuff before that? Not a bunch, but he was around. Okay. And in fact, I looked it up. He was in that same year, uh, Adventures in Babysitting was released, and he was like thin and cut. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I, so, I, I wouldn't have thought that either. Yeah. He put on weight for that role to work with the great Stanley Kubrick. That's a fantastic film. Uh, here's one that had nothing to do with weight gain, but uh, Rooney Mara 
in the American version of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo as Elizabeth uh, Salander. Mm-hmm. Man, she transformed herself in a big, big way. Yeah. Remember yeah. how she looked in that movie? She looked awesome. Yeah, like just uh, tatted up and, and studded out with the... With the face work, yeah, but it didn't look like bleach dry brows. It looked, it looked legit. Like, oh, it totally it looked was, legit. It, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look like an actor in costume. It looked like it's someone living their life. Do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Well, I, I mean, I watched that movie for many years, but it's like The Simpsons. I, I yeah. don't, I haven't watched season eighteen. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a thing in the new season where um, his name is Rob McElhaney. I guess. Yeah, I love that guy. Well, he uh, does this insane modern dance routine with this, like, incredible modern dancer. And he, like, lost all this weight and, like, is just, like, cut as a, as you could possibly be. Because he gained weight for one season. He Remember gained that? weight Matt for one fat. season. Matt gets fat. And now he's, like, you know, eight-pack McGee over wow. here. Wow. Eight-pack McGee. Eight-pack <laughs> McGee. And he's, like, doing this insane and it's this gorgeous dance routine on this stage wow. that's, like, covered in rain. And it's, like... It's, it's, I don't know. The, I haven't seen the episode, but it's in front of like a crowd of prisoners and uh, Robert, not Robert De Niro, um, Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito's character is is, is looking on. Yeah, and he just and it's like to the Seeger Rose song. It's like this gorgeous. Wow, it's amazing, and he like is crying and stuff, and it's like he is just owning this modern dance thing, and he apparently had to train for it for like a year wow. just for this one gag, which I love. That's crazy. It's just the most intense. Commitment to a gag that I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I dropped off of that show a while ago. But what I love about it is, is they they have never, um, I think they never just phoned it in. Like, yeah, even years and years and years into it, they were still trying to like push the envelope and innovate and be weird. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Yeah. Well, this is this is a quintessential example of that. Yeah, for sure. totally. And man, Charlie Day, God, that guy's funny. Um, Tom Hardy and these next couple are people are, are dudes that got super cut and buffed up and jacked up, as you like to say. Uh, Tom Hardy, when he played Bane. Remember that? I remember seeing Tom Hardy as Bane and just being like, dang, yeah. dude. Well, he, he, he did. He did. He had already done that once before. For In The movie. Warrior. And Bronson. And, uh, yeah, sure. That's right. Yeah. He's a you know, that was kind of the first one where he but really he's not naturally a huge dude. I don't like that. think so. He not like worked that. At it. Yeah. yeah, he definitely worked at it. It's interesting. But yeah, Bane, man, what a big guy. And then Chris Pratt, of course, he went from uh, a sort of chubby, lovable dude on Parks and Rec mm-hmm. to Supercut. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was, I'm trying to remember the first movie he did it for. Was it Guardians? Yeah, that Maybe. was it. That was it. It was Guardians. That was, but, that was his first like big movie. Yeah, but it also felt also like sort of like just this is the new Chris Pratt. I think it was, I mean, I remember following him on Instagram when all that was going down. And yeah. he, was, he was posting like, you know, gym selfies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with a tongue-in-cheek kind of like, you know. Yeah, he seems like he's, a good he's, guy. He seems like a good guy. Here's the thing about all of this stuff, though, this transformative, especially with the buffing up stuff. I mean, it's like the studio's paying for it. Oh, you've, got, I... you've got constant <laughs> monitoring, you know. You're yeah, like, let two chubby guys go on a rant yeah, here. Let's do it. It's yeah. easy when you've got someone delivering your meals. Yeah. you got a trainer taking yeah. you to the gym, you're a driver like, taking you're on, you to the gym. You're on like house arrest. You yeah, can't, You don't go to the bar. You know? And they're you're saying can't... you're going to get like $7 million yeah. at the end of this. It'll be fine. Yeah. I could look like that if someone did that to me. Sure you could, Chuck. We need to get in a, a movie together. I know. I, we, we, I, I could too, I think. 
I think to me, Can you like, imagine us like jacked up and buff. That'd be you know, weird. man, I'm working on it, Chuck. Okay, I've been gymming it up. I've been becoming a bit of a gym rat. But here's the thing: really? what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. Really. I just do. I like a lot of tread, a lot of uh, bike stuff. Yeah, like yeah. The, the stationary bike. That's good. Cardio. A lot of weights. You know, I do like the weights. Sure. And uh, but I had two kind of <laughs> weeks where I was like on tour one week. Yeah, it's and then hard I was in L.A. last week. And or I, easy to get out. of Easy it. to get out of it. Yeah. And, but I still walked a lot. So I think I don't think I've like totally squandered my my sure. goodwill. Yeah. But uh, I'm going back to it today. Yeah. I've been, man, I've been fucking lazy it's lately. It's good for you, though. It's, it's, it's a nice, like, boost Ugh. of, like, it always natural feels great. endorphins. Yeah, you know? it, it makes does. It feel real good. Every time I go to the gym, I'm like, man, this feels great. Why don't I do this every day? Yep. It's just a matter of getting in there. Uh, and then finally, everyone, we're going to finish up uh, Transformers. Thank you, Shannon Redding McQueen with uh, Hilary Swank in Boys Don't Cry. Did you see that one? That's a good film. She really transformed herself. That's a bummer. She she pulled that role off so great. It was very much a bummer yeah. of a movie, and even more so that it was a true story. Oh, I know. The ending is Brandon heart, Tina, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Such a great film. And Chloe Sevigny's in that one too, I think. Yeah, I love her. She's yeah, great. She's, she's great. I've always been a big fan of hers. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. All right, everyone. And then finally, we're going to finish today with uh, social studies. Social studies on Movie Crush. All right, here's what I did. I said, 
I like this question. Uh, you can ask your favorite actor any one question. Who is it and what do you ask? And I'm definitely going to leave this one up because we got about 100 comments, and I bet a lot of these are great. So we're going to start off with Joe Kosky. He would ask Patton Oswalt, uh, when are you going to be in Star Wars? And then when are you going to be on Movie Crush? I approve of that question. Wait a minute. I thought Patton Oswalt was on Star Wars, was in Star Wars. Like he was like a, an alien or something. He was like wearing a suit. Did I make that up? I don't know. Huh. They, they've been doing that a lot lately, though. They have. Like, like hiding Daniel cameos. Craig was a, like a stormtrooper, I think. He was a stormtrooper, but there was one comedian – Maybe it was David Cross or something, but that was in one of the scenes in the in one of the uh, the the most like the Force Awakens one was like some like alien dude on that like right that kind of Tatooine esque planet yeah yeah which I can't remember the name of now with the blue milk you know sure who was it though it doesn't matter I know you don't know Star Wars like you know Harry Potter so you're right Chuck I don't <laughs> few could know a thing as well as I know Harry Potter. <laughs> My encyclopedic oh. Potter knowledge <laughs> precedes me. You're going method, Noel. Um, Paul Cook says he would ask Bill Murray, what did you whisper to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation? Uh, Paul, that is great, and I think I think we will never know that. I think that has been well established from Sofia Coppola, Scarlett Johansson, and Bill Murray that they're never going to reveal what he whispered to her. Um, Matt Poole says, a little grim perhaps, but I would resurrect Philip Seymour Hoffman and ask him what life meant to him and whether death meant something more. Jeez Louise. I don't even know where to start with that. God, man. That's that's good. Yeah. That's that a is weird, a tough one, man. That's a very tough one. Meant I, something more. I was so upset when Philip Seymour Hoffman passed. And I then too. that upset turned to not anger, but frustration to lose another great artist to drugs. Yeah. You know? That's the thing, though, about drugs. It's like, you know, it, it just goes to show that you ha- you can have everything. You can be the most respected person in your field and still be sad inside. And yep. You need to, like, cover it up with something like that, you know? Those drugs don't know who you are, and they don't care that you're famous. That's right. Or beloved. No. Or a son or a daughter. Neither does, like, depression. I know, man. Tough stuff. Um, Jay Frazier says, John Candy, and he would say, he'd bring John Candy back and say, can I have a hug? Boy, these are good, everybody. I would love a hug from John Candy. That would be great. Um, Christopher Austin says, Amy Adams. You know how much we love Amy Adams, Christopher. Um, How are you so good? I feel every emotion uh, watching her transform into these characters she plays. Yeah, Christopher, that's a good question. Um, Amy Adams would probably say, oh, hush. Did you watch that uh, Sharp Objects on HBO? Yeah, man. We, yeah, we talked about that. Oh, here. we did? Okay. I, I haven't finished it yet, but I think she's she's so good in that. She's great. She's really great. She's great in every single thing she does. Dream guest. Amy Adams, just go ahead and throw it out there, everyone. Tweet at her. She's you got probably a, not even you got on a Twitter. dream guest coming up, don't you, for SF Sketchfest? Yeah, everybody. I'm getting uh, busy Phillips. Uh, that's the big announcement. I know I said so on Facebook, but if you live in the Bay Area... Get your tickets to Saturday matinee on Saturday the 19th, uh, where I will be in conversation with Busy Phillips about Noah Baumbach's Kicking and Screaming, one of my favorite movies. It's going to be really fun. Everything's coming up busy these days. She wrote a book. She's got a new talk show. She's blowing up 20 years in. I love it. Um, Timothy Oliphant. uh, John Ashmore would ask Timothy Oliphant, 
what is your favorite cowboy hat? <laughs> I love it. Oh, dude, do you know what I just saw on Inst- Instagram? You know Jason Isbell? I'd actually know Jason Isbell. Yeah. <laughs> do you really? Oh, we, I used to be in a band in Augusta, and he would we would play with him uh, pretty regularly before he kind of blew up because he was in the Drive By Truckers. Sure. And we played with the Drive By Truckers a decent amount, and then he kind of split off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy I played with his name is Sean Piazza. Um, stayed kind of pals with him, and uh-huh. he would always come around to my hometown in Augusta. And we'd play shows with him. Dude, hmm? never knew that. It's true. I'm a huge fan yeah, of his. He's, he's great. Uh, solo work. He's a really nice guy. We've like hung out and played pool and stuff. Uh, well, he is in the new Deadwood movie. Is that right? Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's a big part or a small part, but he tweeted a little picture out with he and some of the guys in costume. And Jason Isbell looks great in period Western costume. Yeah, I can see that. He totally like pulls it off. Can't wait. He, he's going to be a guest one day, dude. In fact, maybe uh, maybe you can help arrange that. Well, I don't know. That ship may have sailed. We were, we were, <laughs> he's a little too big for me now. But Busy Phillips was so. in Freaks and Geeks. I didn't remember that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. She was uh, Kelly. She's, she's awesome. She's the best. I'm a fan. So Mike Sams says, Chris Evans, but I wouldn't be able to ask anyone because of all the staring I'd be doing. Uh, so Mike, yeah, Chris Evans, handsome guy. I'd probably do the same thing. And a good dude. I, I like his uh, – I'm not on Twitter much, but I like what he's throwing out there. And Mike had a, a slew of uh, interactions with with people about Chris Evans that are all on board, all on the Chris Evans train. I don't blame him. Uh, Becca Lou says, Chris Pratt, I asked him how he didn't get the role of Thor when he's clearly a god. <laughs> yeah, but Chris Hemsworth, boy – He's great. How could you deny him oh, that Oh, come role? on, man. He owns that. He's he, perfect. He, he is Thor. He is totally Thor. Yeah. Um, Akimi Yamaguchi says, you and McGregor, if you could go back in time and redo any performance, which would you choose and why? Interesting. I hope uh, Ewan would say none. And leave it at that. And just leave it at that. Uh, Jason, just Jason, says, Daniel Day-Lewis how do you make ordering breakfast so damn cap- captivating? Yeah. That was a powerful scene. Yeah, and, and, it, it, and it made me uh, learn what Welsh rarebit was. You know what mm-hmm, that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I looked it up. I can't remember now. It's not meat. It's like a like a grain kind of like pudding kind of compound. <laughs> I bet it's delicious. <laughs> it's like fried bread kind of. Oh, well, maybe it is good then. Uh, Nicole Parks says uh, she would ask Melissa McCarthy – if she wants to push herself uh, creatively or if she would be happy to just be remembered as a comedic genius. You know what, Nicole? I I bet you anything, Melissa McCarthy is having a good time making these fun and funny movies. But she's got more in there. I guarantee it. And well, I bet you she's going to do that. No, she's got one coming out with that oh, really? dude from Withnail and I. Oh, um, uh, uh, Alan Grant? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. A, a little more. Uh, it looks like a little funny, but I think they're in like, I think they're mentally ill people in like some sort of an institution and it looks like kind of funny but I think it gets sure it gets serious yeah, yeah. Um, I have to look it up figure what it's called all right I love it I, I knew that I mean of course that would be coming she's super talented and uh it's only a matter of time you know you you do some some of those movies for the cash then you find some prestige pieces once you've built that up built up your rep I love it um Holly lawless yeah. what's it called? It's called can you ever forgive me can you ever forgive me? All right. Look for that soon. Uh, Holly Lala says, Tom Hiddleston, she would say, will you marry me? Tom? I think he is married. Really? 
That Is quick? He? Well, he was he was dating Taylor Swift for a minute. Oh, well, shit. Maybe he's not because yeah. I know they're not married. No. Taylor Swift doesn't marry. She doesn't marry. <laughs> she plays the field. Megan Carroll says, Philip Seymour Hoffman again. Was there anything anyone could have done to stop you from using again? Man, that one just broke a lot of hearts. Yeah, it's tough. You know? He was so good. Oh, man. Incredible. I, I got to wonder, like, maybe the story will come out, like, what his history with that was. Well, I mean, he – yeah. I mean, when, you, when you're sort of a secret heroin user, you, you've had a history with it. Yeah. You know? He was also, like, you know, he was a child actor, so I got to wonder, like, how was far he? – He was in, like, a really shitty, like, m- movie from the 90s called My Boyfriend's Back, oh. where, like, it was, like, a dead boyfriend that oh, comes back or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know that movie. He's in that, and he was in some other stuff, too. Huh. I want to say he was in, like, one of the never-ending story sequels, because I get it confused, because Jack Black was the bully in one of them, and I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was the bully in the even less-known third one, or it might wow. be reversed. Interesting. Um, James Beck says, I don't think I have a favorite actor, so I'm just going to shoehorn Tom Waits in here and ask him to record my voicemail greeting. <laughs> That's good. Tom Waits is an actor too, though. Uh, may not be your favorite, but he's, he's certainly, uh, done tons and tons of acting. And then we're going to finish up, uh, this week on this, but I am going to save these. These are great, everyone. Uh, Rochelle Jones says, Nicole Kidman, what's it like to find out that you're pregnant and getting a divorce in the same day by two different magazines. I, I don't think I knew that happened. Very interesting. She found out she was pregnant and getting a divorce from Tom Cruise, I guess. Didn't know that. I do not know. Good move for you, Nicole, though. That's uh, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do one more here from our old friend uh, Gail Kuntz. Kuntz says, I would just ask Tom Hanks for a hug. That's a great idea, Kuntz. And I have hugged Gail Kuntz, and I highly recommend it. She's a great hugger, great hugger of people. It's a very warm quality in a person. I love it. All right, thanks, everybody. Uh, That does it for this week. And uh, we are going to come back next week with Knowles Holes and some uh, some other fun segments. How's that sound, Noel? It sounds just delightful, Chuck. (laughs) I can't wait. All right, bye, everybody. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. 
Toyota. Let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.